Welcome to the Alabama Literacy Networks podcast, which is designed to share information and best practices for literacy in the state of Alabama. We represent various groups working on literacy in the state. We hope to bring a wide variety of resources together to help school leaders, teachers, and parents so that all children read at high levels. We believe that literacy is a fundamental right that is tied to so many positive outcomes that we want for the citizens of Alabama. This podcast was brought to you by Bright Spot Ed LLC, an educational consultant company based in Alabama. Providing consulting, professional learning, evaluation services, and resources, our goal is to highlight the good and replicate it across education. Check us out at brightspoted.com. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Bell Smith. Today, we will be talking to Mr. David Walters, State Director of Adult Education, Special Projects, and System Initiatives for the Alabama Community College System. Mr. Walters is in charge of a variety of programs designed to help individuals gain the skills needed for them to pursue higher education and also to fill jobs that Alabama businesses need to be filled. His career spans over 26 years with experience in various aspects of elementary, secondary, and post-secondary education. He has held numerous positions of leadership at both the local and state level. He has served and continues to serve on many state, national, and local level committees, and he considers it an honor and a privilege to be part of the Alabama Community College System and to support the system's student-focused mission. Welcome, David Walters. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you, Shelley. I'm, I'm really honored and, and excited to be with you and all of our listeners this morning. So let's start by you telling our listeners what you do for the community college system that relates to literacy. Well, I'm State Director of Adult Education for the state of Alabama through the community college system. And the community college system is the designated entity in the state of Alabama through the U.S. Department of Education and the Office of Community and Technical Education to actually be the administrator for the adult education Title II grant, which is under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. So it's my honor and privilege to, to lead this division for the community college system and ensure that we have services throughout our great state to help individuals, adults that have dropped out of high school to, to go back and get a high school equivalency, plus individuals that are lacking the ability to read, write, and speak the English language. And certainly we have a lot of individuals in our state that lack the basic literacy and numeracy skills to be successful in employment opportunities, and we help those individuals get those skills where they can get industry-recognized credentials and into sustainable wage employment. Certainly, we also know we have a high population of individuals in our state that English is their second language, so we provide those services as well, and, and we're very proud of what we do to serve the English as a second language population. And then, obviously, we had mentioned the high school equivalency, which uh, in our state, we use the GED assessment. So those are for individuals that have dropped out of high school that did not complete a high school credential. We certainly work with those individuals to help them get a GED, which is a recognized equivalent for a high school diploma. And we also have a program in our state that we started, Shelley, about two or three years ago, and it's called the High School Diploma Option Program. For So it's for Alabama citizens that uh, are no longer enrolled in school. They're above the age of 19 years of age, and they didn't complete a high school diploma, but they had at least 10 high school credits. And then we, through adult education, 
can help build credits where they can actually get a high school diploma from the last school that they attended. And certainly the high school makes the determination on that. We just do the the work in building the credits. We transcript it, send it back over to the high school, and then they make the determination whether or not the individual met the requirements. So we're excited about that program. So that's another option that we have that something that is besides just the GED, but it's something that can be utilized to help someone get that high school credential, which we know is one of the most recognizable, industry-recognized credentials in the state. Most companies will not hire you unless you have at least a high school diploma. So, you know, when we think of it in terms of employment opportunities, that high school credential is one of the most recognizable, uh, industry-recognized credentials that we have in Alabama and other states as well. That's a lot to really think about, ranging from ESL to workforce to this high school, either equivalency or the diploma option that you just mentioned. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the GED used to be something that wasn't very hard for people to get. Has this changed? Well, you know, that's kind of a a misconception. The GD has always been really built on the academic standards of the day and time that a student takes the assessment. So, for example, it's always been aligned to the academic standards. It's equivalent for a high school senior to know before they graduate. Now, certainly we know over the years, those uh, standards have changed. And and you being uh, in the, the K-12 system for many, many years, you saw throughout your career how standards changed for secondary school graduates. And certainly it's the same for GED as well. So the GED now is aligned to the college and career readiness standards. So certainly it is something that is going to be from the standpoint of ensuring that that you are equivalent to a high school graduating senior. It's going to be something that's going to be challenging for many individuals. So it's not something that you can just walk off the street, walk in and, and take and pass. It's certainly something that you need to prepare for. And we have learning centers across the state of Alabama to assist adults to to get the skills where they can go in and and pass the the GED assessment. But certainly, again, you know, to reiterate, it is something that is based on standards. It's based on college career readiness standards. And historically, about 65 to 70 percent of the graduating seniors could not probably pass the GED assessment the first time they take it. So that puts it in perspective that it is something, you know, I don't like to use the word challenging, but it's something that's really going to show that this individual has the skills and abilities that's equivalent to a graduating senior, and it will prepare them for additional post-secondary education training and employment opportunities. Thank you so much for correcting that misconception that I had. And so that makes perfect sense that it's aligned to the current standards. And so our current standards, of course, have increased in the level of rigor and expectations. So that is something that you really filled a hole in my thinking or knowledge about. So I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome, Shelly. And, and I know someone told me a long time, things are only easy if you know it. <laughs> if you don't know it, it's difficult. So certainly that old adage plays here. So there could be obviously individuals that may have went 
to the what was considered the junior year of high school and may have enough knowledge and ability to apply themselves and be able to do well on the GD assessment. And then there's others that may have dropped out early on that didn't get the, the classwork that they needed to, to really be able to do that work. So certainly that's where we come in and we can we can help. And, and we also know there's individuals that may be in secondary school, but they're still functioning at what would be considered more of an elementary level. They're still behind. And certainly we see that in our classes each and every day because we serve individuals, Shelly, that that not only do not have a high school diploma, but we also serve individuals that may have a high school diploma, but still working at basic skill deficiency in one or more subjects such as reading and math. It's impacting their ability to, to get sustainable wage employment. So we work with those individuals as well. And when we assess them through the test for adult basic education that we call the TABE assessment, which gives us really a, a picture of the educational functional level of each student that we serve, we're seeing that there's sometimes not a lot of difference between the ones that are coming to us with a high school diploma and are still functioning at lower levels compared to the ones that are coming to us that did not complete high school and dropped out. They're still functioning at very similar levels. And that level is usually ranging between a sixth grade level in reading up to around the eighth grade level in reading. So just trying to put it in perspective on the large vast population of people that we serve is coming to us at various levels of education. That's telling also that you have people who have high school diplomas and don't read more than a sixth to eighth grade level. That is its own set of challenges. So I would be interested in what you do at the junior college level to help those people. Well, absolutely. So we have specially designed curriculum that we utilize to help individuals get those basic skill levels up. And then we also blend it with career pathways. So certainly an adult that has the high school diploma, it's hard just to say you also have an academic basic skill deficiency. So what we try to do is focus on what is it they want to do when they come to us. And in most cases, they want to get into an employment opportunity. So we focus on the employment opportunity, and then we back in and contextualize the academics to help them be successful in the program. So if they want to be a welder, if they want to get into shipfitting, if they want to get into manufacturing, healthcare, construction trades, IT, any of those type of sector areas, then we try to say, what is it you want to do within that field? And then once we know what they want to do, then we're able to then contextualize the academics. So we blend that in and integrate it into the program so they don't really fully understand that we're also helping them with their basic skills. If you just say you need to go to adult education to get your basic skills up before you can go into this technical skills training program, then they see that as a negative. So what we do is we try to focus on the positive, which is preparing them for the workforce, and then work in those academic skills that will help them be successful in the world of work. So it's really making the learning relevant. 
It's as simple as that. So instead of teaching the concept of reading and mathematics as standalone, as content only, we apply it to the world of work and how they're going to use it in their job. Life in general, you know, how do you use reading and math skills to function as a citizen? So we are incorporating that into everything we do from the academic side into the English as a second language side as well. I think that that's so smart and it just takes me back to my work at the district level working with career tech and you would have kids sitting in a trigonometry class who were very unengaged with the work. And then I would walk over to precision machining and they were doing trig formulas because that's what it took to calculate whatever angle that they were going to be doing. And so I do think showing people the connection between what they're learning and the pathway for their career is a really effective way, which, of course, is the reason you're doing it. So, Absolutely. And one thing, Shelly, that we also do is we have a ready-to-work program that we really assist individuals going in and wanting to get into employment, but maybe they, they haven't been employed for a while, or maybe they've never been employed. So the Ready to Work program is a basic foundational program that can help them get the skills to be employable. So we're very proud of that program. And utilizing uh, technology to help with this training has really, over the last year or so, has really helped us increase our success rate with people coming through the Ready to Work program because they're able to now apply their knowledge in a way by using virtual reality technology. And so it's more than just a sit and get or sitting at a computer but it's a very interactive type program. So how pervasive is this problem? In other words, how often do you have people coming to the junior college system needing this type of help? Well, on average, uh, and again, this is a a unique year for all of us uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic that we're facing. But if you look historically over the last five, six 10 years, uh, what we're seeing in in adult education is we're usually averaging anywhere from 25,000 to 30, 32,000 a year that we're serving in some form or capacity. And those individuals may be without a high school diploma, or some of them may have a high school diploma or credential, but are still basic skill deficient. And then we also have many of them that are English as a second language learner. So we're doing probably anywhere from four to 5,000 a year uh, specifically to that population. And then we also serve all of the state correctional facilities in, in Alabama, along with the local jails. And a lot of people don't know that. So we actually do that through adult education and we do the GED preparation, academic preparation for incarcerated individuals. And that accounts to probably five to six thousand a year out of that total twenty-five to thirty that we serve as well. So a large, vast array of people in various situations that we serve. And we know in the state of Alabama, there's around three hundred and ninety thousand individuals between the ages of eighteen to sixty-four that did not finish high school, that does not have a high school equivalency. So certainly That number is large, but it's not as large as it has been. I know when when I first started at the state level here in Alabama back in 2014, that number was 
greater to over 500,000. And now it's it's around 390,000 when you look at the working age population, 18 to 64. Those are some sobering statistics. Yes. And I could continue to, to give more statistics that's very similar to that. We also know that individuals without a high school diploma or credential is, you know, more likely to be incarcerated. They're more likely to be living in poverty. They're going to make probably around $9,000 a year less than their counterpart that has a high school equivalency or a high school diploma. The more you learn, the more you earn. And that certainly is true here. So if you can get a high school equivalency, you're going to, to make $9,000 a year more on average than, than someone without. So certainly it does pay to continue to, to get your education. And then we uh, obviously, as I said earlier, are always looking at ways to integrate education and skills training. So while you're working toward a GED, we may also be able to get you into a skills training program at the same time. So as you're working toward that, you're also learning and applying the technical skills, and we're integrating all of those academic skills to help you be successful. Because the academic skills that will help you be successful in the skills training program are also one and the same type of skills that's going to help you be successful in passing the GED assessment. This is life-changing work. So that is so impressive, David, that you and your staff are really managing an entire state full of different situations that have similar solutions. And so I applaud you for that. Can you tell us about how successful people that go through this program have been? How successful are you in helping these individuals? Well, you know, Alabama has, when you look at it compared to other states, we are really doing a really good job of preparing our population. Now, certainly it's not something that's done overnight. If you come to us and you're functioning at very low educational level, even if you're at a sixth grade reading level, you're still probably, it's going to be a while before you're going to be able to get up to a level where you could pass the GED assessment. But it doesn't mean that we can't have achievements with you along the ways. You know, we're going to help you increase your educational function level. We're going to help you get maybe industry-recognized credentials that will allow you to go ahead and get into some employment opportunities prior to you maybe achieving a GED. Because certainly we have companies in the state of Alabama that do hire individuals without a high school diploma or GED. But we also know that some Sometimes those jobs are not at the level that would be considered sustainable employment. Some are, but many are not. So we know that we've got to keep individuals focused on reaching toward that high school equivalency for them to be successful. And then we've got individuals that we work with that are non-readers that are at very low levels of literacy. So we're just trying to help them increase their reading ability to assist them in getting gainful, sustainable employment. A GED may or may not be in the future for those individuals, but we can help them better themselves and better their families. 
And we also realized from looking at the data, uh, specifically here in Alabama, we have about 13% of the children uh, that are being served. And, and your listeners will really like to, to hear this, but 13% of the children are led by families that did not complete high school and do not have a high school equivalency or GED. So uh, think about that. That 13% of the children are in your schools right now. Their parent, either one parent or they may be in a single parent family, they may not have graduated high school. So think of that impact as well. So what we try to do when we work with our adults is we're really working with the entire family. Because if we can help change the trajectory of the the life of the adult, then that in turn is going to change the trajectory of the child. So it's very important to realize that connection. And that's why we always try to work hand in hand very closely with the K-12 system because the kids that the K-12 system has in classes right now, they have parents that we need to be working with, parents that may not have finished high school or that may have finished high school, but they're in these very low-wage jobs, and they need skills to help them get better jobs. And a lot of the skills that they need are really foundational academic skills, because when you start pulling back the skills that employers are asking for, critical thinking, problem solving, all of those things, they're very academic in nature. We also know that mathematics is playing a big role in everything in manufacturing now. Also, reading comprehension and being able to understand what you're reading and reading a manual is very important and following blueprints if you're in the manufacturing sector. So those things are all very, very important to adults and they're all foundational academic type training. So we try to blend that in to help our adults understand that. And if, again, I want to go back to if we get that adult into gainful, sustainable employment, and it's going to change the whole trajectory of that family. And it's going to help that child be more successful in school. Because how many children do we have in school right now that's in those families where they're in poverty? It's hard for them to focus on learning when they're looking at where their next meal is coming from. So think about that. And certainly you all do that in the K-12 and you do a phenomenal job. And I really respect everybody in the K-12 system because I started my career in early childhood years and years ago. So I understand what is being faced each and every day with our early childhood, our elementary schools, and our secondary schools. And we want to help. And we feel like helping the parent is going to help that whole family unit be more successful. I agree. So I am listening to you talk about the workplace, the workforce development angle of this. Do you have any thoughts on how businesses in Alabama are affected by a lack of literacy? Well, you know, everyone is really affected by the lack of literacy, and especially our, our businesses. So obviously, they're wanting employees that have the basic skills that they can come in and they can learn how to do the job, but they have a certain basic level that the employer doesn't have to teach. The employer can teach the specific skill needed for the job that they're doing, if it's manufacturing, healthcare, and stuff. So they can teach them that. What they can't teach is those basic skills that are needed in order for them to do the job. 
So we got to make sure that we're producing a product, if you will, which is the student that has those skills and abilities that employers can then take. And if they need some additional specific professional development training, just on the job training to do the job, they can do that. But they need our help in making sure that the person has the reading and the mathematical knowledge that they can apply in the way to be successful. We also see that many companies in our state may be losing money when it comes to individuals that have a lack of literacy and and mathematical knowledge that is affecting their scrap rate. And what I mean by that, if you're in the world of manufacturing and you're producing a widget, we'll use that as an example, and your widget is defective in some form or fashion because of the employees that you have building that widget. Maybe they didn't read the manual correctly. Maybe they didn't follow the blueprint correctly. They can't, and the product was produced, they can't put a product on market that's defective. So certainly that's a scrap rate. And and, and there's many companies that are fighting that. And sometimes the general public doesn't understand that. It's about, you've got to be able to critically think, comprehend. So I just was thinking businesses are ultimately motivated by the bottom line. And so that lack of literacy is really hurting their profits and their ability to effectively run a business in Alabama. And I was thinking also just about when we see these large companies look at Alabama for potential moving their new factory here. And one of the things that they're always looking at is the education levels of the communities. And so there's so many ties to the workforce that it really imperative for all of us to work together to move that work forward. Absolutely. I mean, they're looking for a skilled, qualified workforce, and that's what we're really focused on providing. And certainly, you know, it it takes all of us working together to do that. It takes all the education and training uh, entities across the state. It takes support from the governor's office, which we certainly have. And then it takes just the general public to understand how vital it is to ensure that everyone has skills and abilities to be gainful employed here in our state because we need everyone to be employed. We, we're very fortunate in Alabama to have a lot of great companies that are in our state and in great companies that are moving to our state. But we've got to make sure that we have that qualified, skilled workforce because Alabama is not growing like a lot of other states. You have a lot of other states that are growing in population. And and you can see that we certainly are staying more, you know, at the level that we have been over the last few years. So we're not, our families aren't growing like they used to. Uh, Not not everyone's having uh, kids at the same level they were just 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So that's affecting our, our population. Plus, we've got to make sure that people realize Alabama is a great state to come to live and work and raise a family. So we've got to make sure that we're educating uh, everyone on that. But we need to make sure that the people that in our state that are basic seal deficient, we remove that barrier. And we give them industry-recognized credentials that will help them be employable. And, uh, you know, employers, they need someone who can show up to work on time. That's what we teach within our programs and especially our ready-to-work program. Need someone that can pass a drug test. And certainly we, we are a state, along with many, many other states, that have 
drug issues. Interesting. I know that our listeners know people who've dropped out of high school and are now seeing the need for further education. Where could these people find information on how to get help? Well, I'm going to give you a couple ways to do that. First, you know, you could probably just go in and and Google Alabama Adult Education, and you're going to get a lot of information on what we do in the state. But I would first want to send you to our community college system website. So that would be the Alabama Community College System. Uh, You could Google that or just put into your browser, accs.edu slash adult education. If you put that in, that will take you specifically to the adult education section of the website. If you don't put adult ed in, that's okay as well. You'll go straight to the main website, which is accs.edu, and then you'll see at the top, adult education. If you click on that, that will take you to the adult education section. Once you get there on the right-hand side, there's several links there that has information about adult ed. The whole entire website has a lot of information about everything we do, but you can click on the adult education provider, and that will take you to all the providers that we have in the state of Alabama. And, you know, we are through the community college system, so uh, we have 25 providers all together. We have 22 through the community college system. We only have one community college that doesn't uh, have the adult education grant, but the others do. And then we also have what we consider three entities that are more community-based organizations. We, and we also have one state organization. So the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind, we fund separately. We also fund Goodwill Easter Seals of the Gulf Coast uh, down in Mobile. We also fund the Target County Family Support in the Target County. And then the rest are through the Alabama Community College System. So any of your community colleges, you can reach out to them and get more information on adult education and partnering with adult ed. I really want our listeners to think about how can you assist through adult ed? How can you send information home with your students to let their parents know that if they need education and skills training, we are available to them. Through adult ed, it's at no cost. Certainly some of the skills training programs at the college, there is a a cost, but if you enroll through adult ed, there's ways that we can help individuals get into skill training programs and we can fund it through other funding sources, either through WIOA, Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, Title I funds uh, that come through the Department of Commerce. And then we also have access to funding through the Department of Human Resources to help individuals that are low income, that may be on uh, supplemental nutrition assistance program or through the temporary assistance for needy families, what we used to call welfare. And then SNAP is what we used to call food stamps. So there's also programs that will help those individuals get into education and skills training. So a lot of opportunities there. I also want to give you a number. I'm going to give you two numbers, uh, 334-293-4567. That goes directly to my assistant, Kiana Grant. Uh, If any of your listeners want to call directly, 
please do, and, and we will be able to help walk you through step to assist or connect someone with adult education and get them uh, into a program of study at one of the community colleges or one of the other providers that we have. I also want to give my direct number. I'm more than happy to talk to anyone as any questions about what we do in the state and, and how we can continue to grow and improve our services. So my number, direct number is 334-293-4561. So uh, certainly uh, call my assistant or certainly call me directly. I'm also going to give you my email address, uh, david.walters at accs.edu. So david.walters at accs.edu, and that will go directly to my email. So uh, please feel free to reach out, and we'd be more than happy to, to talk with you about the services we provide and how we can help. Because there's a lot of things that I did not get to mention this morning that certainly we can assist with as well. Well, that's just fabulous, and I appreciate all that you are doing to improve people's lives through education and the workforce. I appreciate you being with us today. Well, thank you, Shelly. And, and I'm really, truly honored to be part of the program. And, and I'm glad you reached out to me. And if I can help in the future with anything, I'd be more than happy to, to, to come back on and share some other things specific to what we're doing, not only in adult ed, but in some of the other areas of the college system. I will take you up on that. Join us again next week for the next episode of the Alabama Literacy Networks podcast. Mm-hmm.